everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful fall in Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, we're, uh, I just sort of noticed that it's been, it's been a little while since uh, David Silverman was fired from American Atheists. Yeah. And uh, in, in that time... Uh, Nobody sort of there, there is nobody sort of at our collective pulpit uh, preaching to the world about atheism. It's interesting, um, yeah. And uh, thought that maybe we could kind of just talk about you know that Le- vacuum, leadership, and, and, and uh, that sort of thing. And uh, not that we were great followers of David Silverman here on this show, but like we liked the the fact that he was there and that he was getting out there in front of the world. I don't know. I don't know if I liked it. We'll really? talk about that at the okay. end. Okay. Well, there we go. That, that, is that juicy enough to? Oh yeah. To what tease a tease! Oh, Dan. Yeah. You're such a tease. You never Dan. know what's going to happen here. <laughs> it's madness. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. I've got a uh, travel destination for you. You do? Yeah. A uh, a country that has uh, been closed. To to most foreign tourism, oh. has actually decided that they are um, opening their borders. Is it that island off of India where that guy got killed for for <laughs> yeah. wanting they, to do missionary They opened work? up an Airbnb <laughs> nice. uh, in one of the the huts. No, <laughs> Dan, what's up? Saudi Arabia. Ooh, uh, they've uh, opened up to fifty two countries now that can apply for visas for mm. tourists to go in. And as part of the whole, the whole, this whole new tourism push, uh, they are dropping uh, the dress code for foreign for foreign women Ooh, entering the country. Interesting. Um, and you don't have to like basically for an American to to have gone there, uh-huh. like a non-Muslim American, to have gone to Saudi Arabia in the past. Either you would have had to be getting in on some kind of military thing or official state thing, you know, State right. Department thing. Or there's like oil industry Probably type stuff. Journalism, like these, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Um, it was v- for official reasons. Right. Right. Work reasons or government reasons, military type stuff. That was it. Yeah. Well, now Americans can apply to get a visa and go. And they're like doing this huge fucking push. They want people to come. And the foreign women will not have to wear an abaya. That's the mm. the the flowing cloak, yeah, that covers and hides all shapeliness. And uh, of course, there was hijab, well, not hijab, but like full hair covering, head scarf, head scarf, yeah, head wear, whatever. Yeah. Um, this uh, me, this is all part of um, the crown prince. Muhammad, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> his, um, Ben Salman, his, uh, push to diversify their economy. Interesting. And they like yeah. the idea of foreigners coming in and leaving dollars or because of we, whatever. As we've said before on this show, the writing is on the wall for oil. Yeah. Yeah. You got to diversify <laughs> now. Uh, um, but it really kind of sort of. I mean, the article is is doubtful. It's from Bloomberg. They're sort of doubtful that people are going to be rushing to go to Saudi Arabia yeah, on it's not, vacation. It hasn't just rocketed up to the top of my <laughs> list, personally. <laughs> but it, it does pose this really interesting question of like, I mean, there's all there are always these travelers who who will want to go just because it has been off limits for so long. Yeah, um, I, I. What's funny is I didn't even know that it was off limits. It was just never something I was. It was never on my radar in terms of like, hey, you know where it'd be cool for tourism? Yeah, no, Saudi. No, no. I mean, I doubt you're going to be able to go and to Mecca and snap, you know, pictures in front of the. Oh, now the, that's the, all I want to do. The, the the rock thing. I right? want to. I want to put on like the worst American tourist outfit I can think of, like <laughs> the Kaaba. Cargo yeah. shorts and like socks with sandals and a, a Hawaiian shirt, right? And go with a camera around my neck and just like click, click. Oh, okay, show me where what you everybody walks in a circle. What do right. you do? Can you do it for me? Show me you doing it. Do okay. it for me. I'm gonna click, click, yeah. click, click. 
Okay, now where am I supposed to throw the rock? I'm gonna throw a rock. Can I throw a rock? Here's me posing with the rock. Ah! <laughs> honey, honey, get in here and throw a rock. <laughs> oh, no women? Oh, it's fine. Come on, honey, get in here. I think women can throw rocks. I don't think what? women do the things. What? At Mecca. I think that's for men. You're doubting? <laughs> Wait a minute. I just said there's misogyny in the thing, and you're like, mm. I think men and women participate in Hajj. I think they participate differently. I think oh. only the men do uh, the, certain the, things, the main things. Oh, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, somebody's um, gonna write to us. We'll find out. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, I say that they drop their dress code. It's not a full dropping. There's not gonna be like bikinis allowed. No. At the beaches, hard hats are still required um, at all times. But uh, they, as long as you're sort of basically covered, yeah, and modest, quote unquote modest. Um, the, they're gonna allow you in, and then they're gonna what about gonna shoulders? Accept your, your ladies' money. shoulders. That's probably I would, not okay. I would guess that shoulders are not gonna be super super cool. They're not hip to that. Um, and you know they'll, you could probably there'll probably be something like you can get away with, you know, walking down the street that way, but they're not gonna let you in anywhere. Mm. You know, yeah. is how like are they gonna have road? You know, I just wonder like the first women, the, the like, first. Tourists, controlling the first waves of tourists that go in, are the are the people going to know that this is okay, are, or are 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 like tourist women going to get stoned in the streets? I don't know. I don't know Saudi, you know, culture. culture yeah. How how it works? You know, I mean, well, and this is won't just it be it, fun Dan? to find out? Well, I mean, for an adventurous. Traveler, oh my god, I wouldn't want to go. No, be terrified the entire time. Well, we're men, so it's easier. But no, but like you know, but also yeah, you noted atheist. Yeah, exactly. You and I could be very much arrested if we just went there. I, yeah, we'd have to check with the state department. Floggings. We'd have to have. We'd, we'd, Wouldn't it be fun? We'd, we'd be... go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> okay. New Patreon goal. <laughs> once, Send once Frank and Dad to Saudi Arabia. Once we hit, the if you guys really like us, or if you really don't like us, <laughs> give way more, and we have to go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> if you like us, go to Patreon and give us some money. If you hate us, give way, way, way more, and then we go to Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, speaking of the Middle East, it's funny. Uh, and the Arabian Peninsula. Yeah. There have been uh, a conspira excuse me, conspiracies happening there. Uh, Pope oh. Francis oh. conspiring with uh, Sheikh Ahmad El Tayeb, oh. who's the Grand Imam uh, of the Al Azhar Mosque in Cairo. Oh, okay. They they've been they've been plotting and scheming. And, what are they doing? And what they've come up with. Well, uh, so what they've come up with is uh, what what they've called the Abrahamic Family House. Okay. Uh, this is part of an initiative that they're doing to try and uh, heal the wounds of humanity, uh, the, the to to bridge the rifts in the world. <laughs> okay. Uh, what they're uh, they're calling it. Uh, the Human Fraternity for World Peace and Living Together. Uh, a clunky name for an initiative, but okay. <laughs> They're going to build a complex in United Arab Emirates. Okay. Of uh, a mosque, a church, and a synagogue all together. Whoa. And by the way, as a person who appreciates uh, architecture... I think you can see it's going to be fucking gorgeous. Wow. Interesting. In Will this thing sort of like self-bomb itself? <laughs> right. part of this process? I think they have. A program? They don't show it in the rendering, <laughs> but I think on the roofs there will be <laughs> mortars to be lobbing. <laughs> lobbing. Uh, I mean, that would be the true like representation right. of these three, you know. Well, it does. It's all sitting in the same space. I don't see any targets painted on any of them, but I mean, it's implied. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, but interesting though. But yeah, UAE. Uh, 
you know, we talk about how Saudi is trying to get now get into the whole look at how open we are. Look at, you know, we, right. let, we let women drive now and foreigners don't have to wear headscarves and whatnot. Uh, UAE has been the you're sort of on the front of that because they I mean, they created Dubai right out of nothing so that it would just be a a center for international commerce. That's all they cared about. That's right. all they wanted. And they wanted to make sure that everybody felt welcome because everybody has money. All right. the different religions have money. Right. So that's all they care about, which I think they're taking a page from our American book uh, <laughs> on that front. Uh, so, so yeah, they're actually building this thing that's going to be three huge buildings. Um, huh. And, uh, and yeah, they're they're... Uh, that's going to happen, apparently. Yeah, I mean, the the architect, uh, Sir David Ajay, who uh, is the guy who designed the National Museum of African American History oh, okay. uh, on the on the mall, which I hear is stunning, uh, huh. an awesome museum. I I didn't even hear about the architecture; I just heard the museum itself is amazing. Oh wow! Um, but yeah, he's 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 the one that that did the uh, that's doing the architecture, and uh, it. Looks like it's going to be really interesting, and they there there is even talk of non-believers being welcome there. So wow, you guys, pick your pick your poison. You get to go to all go to one or all three or none, or just go or none. Yeah, I guess there's a little plaza you can hang out in. Yeah, a little pit. They have a pit that they're, they're willing to throw you in. <laughs> non-believers, come here. This is your space. Yeah, the grounds actually... They all agree. Throw them in the pit. The grounds do look like they'll be nice, so you never can tell. (laughs) Who knows? uh, They're ushering in a world of... No, it's not going to change anything. But at least... (laughs) You know what, though? It's actually... It's a nice gesture. It's a lovely gesture. And 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 the fact that the Pope... Yeah. The Pope's the highest, like, visibility Christian figure in the world. So... And the fact that he's leading this is actually important. So here's the deal. It is a church, a mosque, and a synagogue. Walk into a bar. But oh yeah. You know, there are different strains of of all of these things. Right. And right. and this is actually an anti-extremist uh gesture as well. Okay. All of the participants in this are saying, you know, fuck the extremists in all of our right religions. But is it going to be a Catholic cathedral, or is it? No, I, it says it, it uses the, the word like church. Doing so, I think non-denominational. It's, yeah, I think it's just Christian. Is the Pope giving money toward this? Who's who's paying for this thing? I don't know. The UAE itself. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, let's find them. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm glad you approve. <laughs> At least to the level of fine. It's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, oh, Dan. What? Oh, God, this country of ours. Um, this seems to be... Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about this. But it's something that's popping up in a few legislatures uh, around the country in conservative places like North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, Wyoming... East Carolina, Kansas, West Carolina. Uh, they've they've all they all have uh, members of their state legislature legislatures that are running bills to ban uh, gay marriage in their state and that direct their local government, uh, their state government, to ignore uh, the Supreme Court decision on marriage equality. Okay, and okay. Uh, let me tell you something. This is uh, this smacks of I don't know if you if if your story is directly like if it links directly to them, but this smacks of a Project Blitz sort of thing. It does, yeah. And, and I, in the article doesn't mention Project Blitz, and I didn't look up to see if it's on their list of things. But the fact that it's it's definitely part of that mentality right. of like let's run a lot of things in all the conservative legislatures. Let's. Uh, test let, let's send up test cases to the supreme court right and let's get decisions that are going to change right the exactly the, uh, the idea is we flout the law mm-hmm. so that someone sues us mm-hmm. so that we can try and get new decisions now that the court looks different yes exactly um 
And because make no mistake, this is the law of the land. Oh yeah. Like they are what they're doing is just sort of waving their dick at what has been decided as constitutional law. Yeah, I know. It's it's really disturbing. Um but um in North Carolina, which is where this story was based, um the uh their let's see, their it's uh, House Bill 65 is what they're pushing. It's the Marriage Reaffirmation Amendment Act. Uh, it would ban marriage equality. In, and in addition to that, it labels marriages between two people of the same sex as parity marriages. Oh, oh, uh, like, officially good. Officially. That Great. would be what they would call it. Uh, yeah, and dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, it states that marriage equality negates the scientifically obvious biology of the human species <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and is uh, part of the religion of secular humanism. Yeah, they're, they're very much into the science of the whole thing. Oh, they that's, love science. That's Dan. what's. They're very clearly up on all of the good I, science. I actually like to hear Republicans talking about science for once. Well, it's nice to hear them. <laughs> they're not talking about science. <laughs> they're using the word science. <laughs> that's different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to know what scientists are ignoring the fact that homosexuality occurs in how many species? All the species. I don't think it's all. But we have evidence of it in like species after species after species. Yeah. Right. And so like Especially our own. And guess, yeah. and guess and what? That should be all the proof we need. That's all you need. <laughs> like, we don't need to even if it didn't occur in nature. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. All you really need to know is it occurs in our species yeah. plenty. Yeah. It's very real. Right. There's no denying it. All you have to do is talk to a gay person. Right. And listen to their experience. Yeah, except to talk to a gay person that's... Ew. 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 Gross. I don't want to talk to a gay person. There, do you, what if I Icky. catch the gay? What if I get it? I don't want to get it. It does have a tendency to... To spread? To spread. Uh, no. It's contagious, Dan. <laughs> if that were the case, I would be the gayest man in the world. Close and I'm close. I'm so close, <laughs> but if, lacking the one salient detail right, that if, makes somebody gay. Right, exactly. Though, but just that one. Just the one. Everything else. <laughs> I'm I'm in fucking rehearsals for musical theater. For God's sake, <laughs> it's hard to get gayer than me. <sighs> other than that whole uh, not being into cock thing. What are you gonna do? I know. What are uh, you gonna do? I tried everybody. I just couldn't do it. I'm not cool enough to be gay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to take us to the state of New York in which uh, one of the eight uh, Roman Catholic dioceses oh, okay. has declared bankruptcy. Whoa. Has filed for bankruptcy. Oh, okay. Uh, this comes after New York State uh, passed a law, a new law, Allowing, uh, uh, sort of suspending, and we talked about this, suspending the uh, statute of limitations on child molestation mm, cases. Right. Meaning mm. that people from as many years back as they need to, mm. for one year, they have one year that started in this August to file lawsuits against the Catholic Church. Why is this funny? I don't. You got one year. You got one year. Well, hey, at least they have no, that year. I know, I know, I know, I know. But why not just do away with it? Well, I mean, statute of limitations are important in some way. I don't know. I don't know how law works. Uh, here's what I do know: if you're gonna lift it for a year, why, why have it in the first place? He, here's. But the, anyway, here's anyway. what I know: the Archdiocese of Rochester uh, is in fucking trouble. Uh, and more than 400 cases have been brought against oh, them no. since August 14th. Oh, oh uh, that's not a long time. No. These people were waiting. And they're still coming. And they're Holy still coming. Shit. And all the, other all the other archdioceses are uh, looking at this. Not all of them, actually. The, the archdiocese of, uh, of 
of New York, which I think is the one in Manhattan, and the one in Brooklyn, I think they're both saying they're fine. They're not going to be they're, because they're like two of the wealthiest oh. dioceses in the in the in the country. <laughs> we'll survive this. Um, do your best. But That's yeah, I mean, like, this is on, this bitches. is tricky, right? Because uh, do your worst. Because the, what this means is that all of the. Uh, plaintiffs, it doesn't dismiss their cases, but it means that they have to sort of wait in line for their money the way all of their creditors have to wait in line for their right, money. Right. And, uh, and you know, a court then decides who gets paid and when and all right. of that sort of thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is going to, uh, you know, this, it doesn't, what this doesn't mean is that this diocese will be, you know, selling off cathedrals left and right or anything like they that. They should. Yeah, I think I think they should be forced to. They won't. They're not going to be closing their doors just yet. Who knows? Maybe enough cases will come around that. I don't know. To, Religious but. organizations declaring bankruptcy in order to avoid creditors. They're not mm. avoiding creditors. Well, okay, I mean, they, basically, right. they just all this to restructure. They have to restructure. They have blah, blah. I don't know. That feels kind of weird. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that we let you know businesses and private individuals do why does a church get to yeah i mean it's something I don't well know. maybe i'm because they're an organization that uh I, I don't know i have no problem with them being able to uh and they're not immune from the lawsuits um but like it's a way of protecting their assets that's what i mean like okay bankruptcy but we get to now parse everything out because you're not solvent and we're going to dissolve you yeah, like I just, it just feels like, you know, they get, I mean, all, they get everything else. Yeah, right. Like I think why do I, they get? I, here's what I think. I think they're in trouble. Yeah, because I want them selling everything off. That's what I want. Well, I don't. I, I literally want them that. May be off. in the future because the thing is that, yes, these lawsuits cripple them a little bit. Yeah, but what's really crippling is like, are their parishioners going to want to keep giving them money when where it's going? Is defending fucking priests who have been raping people? I wouldn't. I yeah, would be. I would think twice, even if I were a believer. I would. I mean, it would make me think twice about. Like they're like, hey, save our our cathedral. We need to save it. Why? Well, because all of our money's all going. Of the other money that you gave us. That's already going to uh, victims that we victimized. So. <laughs> yeah. Help. But is that how you see it as a believer? Don't you just see it as all kind of like God's money and you're, you have to help God out? Yeah, I guess so. I don't with know. Your money. Depends on who you are, I, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. Well, here's some uh, story about God's money. Dan. Ooh, I like God's money. Uh, over there in Ireland, uh -huh. there's a uh, company called, uh, it's called, uh, let's see, Right Bus. Oh, they make buses. Okay, right. It's owned by a company called Cornerstone Group Limited. Okay, um, and uh, they've the 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 shareholders of the company. There were only a few of them, right? Um, they decided they were going to give a portion of uh, their company to God. Oh, they gave twenty six percent control and profit of their company in their minds to God by putting it in a, in a trust okay. that, uh, that benefits, uh, it's, uh, some evangelical, uh, group that they're also, oh, okay. uh, personally involved in. in um, yeah. Interesting. In fact, it sounds like one of the guys is pivoting, uh, to, to being a full-time pastor. Okay. Um, so great. So basically, essence, so though, basically, he's making sure that his business is funding his his church. Yes. Um. And the, while of which he is a pastor. While they, while they justified giving uh four point one five million pounds uh of charitable donations in two thousand seventeen uh -huh. to uh to fund the, the the their commitment to Christ. <laughs> They, in that same year, they also lost 1.7 million. Oh, 
Oh, dear. So they're doing it to the detriment oh. of their own company. No, they're creating a tax shelter for the money, for money that they don't want the company to lose. Well, they've, uh, they've built a evangelical super church on a 97 acre site near the, the factory. Um, it sounds like somebody had like a spiritual awakening, yeah. had resources, decides that he's going to become a pastor, uh, throws money at the whole thing. Um, and the, they had a net income last year of $4.34 million, uh, 4.18 million of, or not dollars and pounds, uh, came from individuals and corporate bodies. Uh, they ended with a 3.2 million pound surplus. The church did? The church did. Yeah. That's what happens when you give all of your company's money to the church. I guess you're right. It is a tax shelter thing. Yeah. But I, in I'll addition tell you, to it. I'll tell you one thing. Easy. They can get all the people to their church. They own the buses. <laughs> easy to get there. Isn't that amazing, though? I just love the idea of somebody like waking up one morning and either being... As you've suggested, uh, completely crooked, right? Yeah. Or some combination of crooked plus a, a, a fervent believer and wanting to pivot to a new career and and uh, I don't even think they have funding to be, it. I don't even think they have to be crooked. I just think they just that's just what happens. Saw an opportunity and was just like, oh, I control all the money in this company. And right. I really like this church, and uh, I I can make it big. Yeah, that's, crazy. Right? There you go. Okay, good good job, bus company. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> totally related. Um, finally, we'll we'll close it off with uh, you know the UN has been having their big their big shindig, their big to do. The UN. Yes, the United Nations. Have you heard of this organization? Um, hmm, a, I don't know. It's a bunch of it's it's sort of a a wacky group of countries that just get together and party all the time. <laughs> wow, uh, is that what they're doing? Yeah. Anyway, well, no wonder there's so many people who hate the UN. Right. Exactly. The showstopper of uh, of this particular uh, UN uh, meeting was, of course, their their climate change summit, oh. uh, to which they invited that plucky young swede teenager uh what's her name greta tornson or whatever van sustran nope definitely not her so our president uh the president of these united states mm. uh, of whom we are all so very proud <laughs> he's a uh, great great man he he attended this climate summit just for a little teensy bit poked his head in said hello mm. and then skadoodled over to his own summit to <laughs> What the Guardian paper newspaper called a summit of one, uh, which he had convened, uh, called the Protect Religious Freedom Summit, saying that, quote, protecting religious freedom is one of my highest priorities. Uh, now, lest oh you be tricked, it is absolutely not one of his highest priorities. It is one of his lowest priorities. As is evidenced by the fact that he has cut the number of refugees that we take into this country by uh, an order of magnitude. Like, he has slashed the number of refugees that we take in. Right. If he cared at all about religious persecution, uh, that, that number would go up because there are so many religiously persecuted people in this world who need help and can't get it in their own countries. Right. Um. So specifically mentioned, of course, uh, were Christians in Iraq, Syria, Pakistan, Myanmar, and Sudan, uh, and Iraq. Yeah. Oh, I oh I said Iran. I meant Iran. I don't know what I said. Anyway, and Iraq. <laughs> uh, he I'm also sorry. mentioned the Yazidis who were in Iraq. Oh, which is great. And you know, I in one of the one of the articles that I was reading about this quoted uh, a. You know, a, a person whose work it is to uh, to help Yazidis. Uh, let's see. Huh. The oh, I can't find the name. Anyway, uh, but yeah, the, the, this person was like, yeah, the, it's nice. It's really great that he's actually like calling us out and saying, you know, they need help. 
Unfortunately, he has dropped the number of refugees he's taken in. Oh, here it is. Um, Free Yazidi Foundation is is the name of the foundation, and the director, Pari Ibrahim, uh, who said who pointed out that uh, in fiscal year 2017 under Obama, they the U.S. took in 434 Yazidi refugees. Uh, in 2018 under Trump, we took in five. Uh, they are in no less peril, you know. Islamic State targets these people specifically, right. and they're not people who are in any position to defend themselves. Right. Of course, you know, there are also the problems with the Uyghurs in China, which uh, Trump isn't tremendously eager to help out either. You know, there are the the, yeah, the all the problems in Myanmar and all right. that stuff. We're not actually doing anything, but Trump's sure talking about it. And all he's really doing is blowing that dog whistle to the Christians in this country who are hearing it loud and clear and saying, look, he's defending, he's, he's fucking away from China, from climate change. Cause that's obviously just, a, right. just a, a lie. And there's even a clip. I, 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 I considered it for our, our little clip that we always play of uh, Robert Jeffress. Right. Who's, uh, was talking about how, what a brilliant man he is to, uh, to snub the climate change summit. And then talk about saving the Christians. Well, yeah, and and because that's exactly it. Like, they like to hear him talking about, you know, protecting religious freedom and and bloody blah. They don't care about the Uyghurs and the, you know, no. the Yazidis and the, you know, who else in the world? They don't who's even not care. Christian. They don't even they don't even care about the actual Christian. Well, oh, those guys don't care about any of those. Yeah, exactly. People, no. But but Trump himself doesn't even care about the Christians. He's not letting well, them. Yeah, in. of course not. He that would, that would mean that you'd be. <laughs> he shipped <laughs> back a, an Iraqi Christian <laughs> exactly who was here from like his from like two months old, right? And the the guy died in Iraq because he couldn't get the medicine that he needed. Jesus Christ. So uh, yeah, you don't you obviously don't care about any of these people. They they're looking for their power. Uh, and freedom at home. They're, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're not, this is lip service at best. Yeah. And it was, and, and also, uh, like a really, a really clever distraction from that whole climate change thing. Right. Nobody and, noticed. And that, that grumpy little teenager who, who's <laughs> raising all the, all that hubbub. <laughs> God. Well, uh, if you're a grumpy little teenager and would like to raise some hubbub with us, you can do so right into us, podcast at podcast at podcast at podcast, or podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and smash that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join. It is a closed group but we will let you in. Yep. Dan. Oh, Frank. Coach Dave. Here's here's what Coach Dave is mad about and worried about. He's always mad about something. It's the music. It's the music. kids, the kids and their and their gosh darn rock and roll music. That doesn't make him sound old and or out of touch at all. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> or a stereotype. Uh, I know that you, Frank, who are definitely not old and out of touch. You you didn't know who Billie Eilish was, but uh, well, I don't listen to popular music. You don't listen to the 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 young people music. Yeah, the kids music. Yeah. Uh, I I however am super hip and everything. <laughs> I'm sure. Totally. Anyway, uh, Coach Dave, not on board, and uh, and he'll explain why. Billy Eilish, 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 365, 451 million views. You see that, folks? The devil is out of the bottle. He's out of the bottle, and our children are watching it. You with me? You understand what's going on? 
Do you understand why we're playing patty cake in church and arguing over the rapture and not the rapture and over once saved, always saved, while we're inside the church fighting back and forth over meaningless drivel, over Hebrew and hermeneutics and end-time theology? The devil is stealing our children. 451 million views. Some 14-year-old girl. Now, I'm going to ask yourself this. Do you think she did it on her own? You think Billy Ellis came up with this idea on her own? You think this imagery and these songs and these videos, you think she just kind of did it on her own in her basement like me? Or there are great forces that dark beyond what we can even imagine that is full bore after our children. They can't abort them, they're going to drug them. If they can't drug them, they're going to vaccinate them. If they can't vaccinate them, they're going to indoctrinate them in school. If they can't indoctrinate them in school, they're going to indoctrinate them through the media. If they can't indoctrinate them through the media, they're going to take them to the libraries and talk about homosex. Folks, the assault on the American child is at an all-time fever pitch. And those of us who carry the name of Christ, we are asleep in the light, baby. Wow. I mean, is this just a reaction to his own irrelevancy? Like, <laughs> just, look, she, you think she's doing it alone in her, in her basement like I am? <laughs> Sad and alone down here in my basement with this fucking green screen that cost me $300 behind me. And then, oh, that's a nice one. Sorry. $42 at Walmart <laughs> behind me. Yeah. I can't even afford my collection of hats with crosses on them. <laughs> I have to buy a hat at a truck stop and have my wife sew the cross on. Yeah, I mean, he... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it, what amazes me is that this is just the refrain of this type of person. Generation after generation, there's some old coot who is irrelevant, yeah. who doesn't understand... Uh, the, the the society or the culture that he lives in. Yeah, right. And and he's just mad. He's just mad. I'm so mad about it. And so some 16 year old girl comes along, gets way more hits, way more likes, yeah, way more upvotes, whatever it is than he's could ever dream of getting. And it's just pissing him off. It's just, it's how, so infuriating. How is it that people are listening to her or other other kids like her and not listening to him? And it's, and she's a girl, goddammit, a girl yeah. for all that's good and for the love of all that's good and holy. So it's the devil. You know what I think it's it is? The devil. I, I do. It must I, be the devil. I think the, the old men are getting freaked out. Like this Greta Thunberg, and yeah. whatever her name is, and and Billy, like when people start listening to young women, old men go, ah, what's happening? <laughs> You're not supposed to li look. I didn't wait till I got gray in the beard and hair just to be not listened to and have somebody listen to something that's got a uterus. God damn it! <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. It's crazy town. It's oh, so poor Coach oh, Dave. Coach Dave is so Coach sad, Dave. you guys. Maybe you should all write him a letter. I think you should all write him a letter and tell him how sorry how sorry you are. <laughs> I'm sorry that, you're old and irrelevant. That he's old and irrelevant. Uh, and tell, and that's, those those two things don't have to go hand in hand. And tell him tell him you know, you know what we know that. Go We're, go on vacation, man. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> go you know what go out and find your value in the yeah. world. It's probably not yelling into the void of the internet yeah. so so that, you know, other podcasters can make fun of you. That's probably not your calling, man. <laughs> I mean, I know you don't get to coach football anymore, but... Oh, poor Coach Dave. Uh, Was he actually a coach? Yeah. You don't remember? We reported on the story that made him famous, which was just that he was a... Uh, he was a football, uh, like a high school football coach who wanted to pray a lot. Oh. They wouldn't let him, and that, he just parlayed okay. that tiny bit of Christian fame into his own basement TV show. 
yeah. for, for which he has a viewership that's probably way higher than ours. I know. For... <laughs> so now we're... Our, our bedroom radio show. We're shitting on him <laughs> for shitting on Billie Eilish, and we're just like, mm, uh, we don't have anybody listening either, Dave. <laughs> Not true. Uh, he anyway, probably does have a better reach than we do. We do have but. some folks that wrote into us, that called <laughs> into us. Uh, we should uh, we should acknowledge that yeah. there are some people that do listen to this show. Yeah. Um, Will wrote into us. Uh, this was in reference to our, our conversation last week about you being so snooty about your goddamn bike riding all the time. Oh, God. And how, and how holier than thou you are. About- oh, that's totally how I've presented myself. If you feel that, there's something that's more about you I don't than about me. That. I'm Damn. kidding. I'm ki- it's a it's a joke. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, Will starts out Kia Ora, Frank and Dan. Don't know what that means. Is that a New Zealand thing? Anyway, uh, less uh, a letter from your Kiwi vegan listener. Uh, I because th- huh. you remember Frank, we talked about uh, one of the things that we talked about was. Uh, doing what you can do. Doing well, and Is that what and you're heading no, for? no? Uh, we talking. We talked about. Um, Sort of trying to get other people to care and why oh. we care and sure uh, and, right okay right and and like who you know one of the things that I liked about that conversation was that we got to and I didn't even know we were going to get to this uh, but the idea of you know giving people some space to have to not have the bandwidth for your pet yes uh, yeah doing what you can do yeah yeah getting as getting as far as you can get. Yeah, and then pushing yourself to go a little bit further, but realizing that like your passion for your deal isn't everyone's passion. And not everybody's going to fall in. And not in, a, even in, good people behind you and, aren't going to yeah. be able to. Ha- yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, let's see. I think I think so. So Will goes on. Will says, um, "I think why we care and how we can convince people that they should care is a fascinating question and not one that I can answer." Climate crisis is definitely an issue which I think people struggle to find the bandwidth for. Uh, My council has been busy installing new cycle lanes which hardly get used. uh, I get to zoom past all the backed up traffic in my own personal lane now. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, people's attitudes towards them uh, is not to get on a bike but instead to complain about all the parking spots which have been removed in order to build them. Oh, that makes me crazy. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Hey, (laughs) parking is hard. It, It can be tough to find a parking spot space yeah walk a little yeah um park where you can and walk i think we should definitely this will again i think we should definitely try to convince people to care whether that be about poverty the environment freedom of and freedom from religion lgbt plus rights animal suffering gun law or all of the above and everything i forgot to list but of course we also need to accept them where they're at Uh not accepting people where they are will come across as angry and instead push people away from caring. Of course we should we should be angry at the state of all these things, but not towards the people who are trying who we are trying trying to convince to care. Mm. Uh so yeah, I mean I don't know, it's tricky. It's we're not going to solve the world, all of the world's problems, you and me or anybody. No individual is going to do it. And and I and I do think that like really pushing your issue is probably saying more about you than it is about like your issue or whatever. Like, oh. like when you, when you force, when you, when you can't, can't believe that other people aren't jumping on this. Mm. How dare they? Mm. Maybe you need to examine some things about you oh, wow. in that moment. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's all important. It is all important. It is all important. But we like literally like so if you have the bandwidth to get out there and do some you know yeah. some activism, great. Activism or just actively changing doing, something. Doing your part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, and and I think that is I mean it's nice to have the activists out there who are, you know, keeping issues in in, in the public's I yeah. right and 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 keeping these issues alive and part of our discourse and mm-hmm. everything because it's going to help people along on on their their path hopefully right toward changing some of their behaviors right um but the the it is it is not required to be an activist 
It, I, I think that all, no. all you all that it's not required. There's no way to enforce it. But all that people should be doing is, like we've said before, and like you just said, finding those things that they that they can do. Yeah. Right. That they that they can introduce into their life, or you know, I mean, uh, it, the the thing that uh, you don't have to go vegan. You don't have to go vegetarian. You can just cut out a one night a week not even eating meat yeah because most i mean i grew up in a household it wasn't a meal and this is probably most most american households it's not a meal if there's no meat right right and so to have meals that are meatless yeah um, you do a meatless monday or whatever and then yeah you know these are the little things that you can do it's just like one meal a week not meat and then once you're used to that maybe you can do two you know um it's not required that you do all the things. Right. And, that, and we've said that and we've said it ad nauseum at this point, but whatever. I'm not nauseated. <laughs> uh, do we, we had a, we had a uh, voicemail. If we I do. We do have a voicemail message. Um, this was in response um, to a poll that we brought up. Oh, and okay. We are, we proposed a theory about the poll and why the results were, that you know uh, it kind of found that like christian or religious folk experience less anxiety or something along those lines mm. than than non-believers yeah something like that something along those lines anyway we had a theory this caller also has a theory and i think it's uh, totally interesting and and probably fairly accurate cool hi frank and dan um i wanted to call about a poll that you guys covered a couple episodes ago about how Christians are supposedly less depressed and anxious than um, atheists and agnostics. Um, I just wanted to add a little bit to that. As fellow Mormons, or former Mormons, as I heard Dan put it once, I'm sure you guys are familiar with how the church treats mental illness or talks about it. I remember uh, the idea that if I was anxious or depressed, it was my fault for not loving Jesus enough And in the end, it turned out that Jesus wasn't the one who could help me with my anxiety and depression. Her name is Amy, and she's a therapist, and she taught me that I can live with my illness and uh, and manage it rather than, you know, Jesus it away magically. So I just thought maybe, you know, there's a bias in that poll where, you know, Christians don't believe that they're depressed because if they dared to believe that, it just means they're not Jesusing hard enough, which is so sad to me personally. Anyway, um, I just thought I'd throw that out there and hear your guys' thoughts. Love the show. Thank you guys. Bye-bye. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> your claim is that somehow there are believers out there who aren't checking in with reality? Who aren't a hundred percent like thinking it? I just can't buy it. Yeah, I just having been to Utah County, having been to Provo, Utah, I know that every Mormon is very, very happy. <laughs> They're very happy all of the time. They have to be happy. They're required. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, talk about a people who uh, like their their antidepressants. Ironically. Ironically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that is an interesting thing, isn't it? That like mm-hmm. the the yeah, even admitting to just a pollster that you don't know anonymously uh-huh. that you're depressed, it may well be that more Christians the Christians are under reporting their depression and anxiety yeah. because they f- would see it as a per- fa- as a failure of their personal faith. Yeah. If they uh, I, I think that that's they're possible un- and and i know that feeling from way back when right of oh, yeah. not even being able to admit things to yourself yeah right so i think i think she's totally on to yeah maybe onto something there maybe there you go uh do we have some folks to thank this week we do have people to thank dan oh good um let's see we have two new faithful listeners okay uh carmen and michael oh thanks to the both of you uh, we also have two new venerable listeners, Al and Tim. Oh, thank you guys. Glory. And we also have uh, one new beatified listener. Oh, Ken. Well, praise to ye. Whoa. 
this is fantastic. Amazeballs. Um, and uh, this puts us... Uh, let's see, what would that be? Not very far, just like... Like 11 uh, uh, new patrons away uh, from our next goal. So, which, so guys, we're so close. Really, guys, really, yeah. Uh, it's we're on you. So close. We have one more person to thank. As always, our Lord and Savior, our top donor, Hannah! Amazing. Uh, Hannah, you're amazing. Every, everyone who uh, decides to give to us, all, they have, all you have to do to be one of these people, help us reach our goal, yeah. is to go to thankonomatheist.com Click on the Patreon thing on the right-hand side of the thing. It's, yep. it's the only thing that looks like an ad on our entire website. <laughs> and it's not an ad. It's an ad for us. Yeah. So you can just, you're can just you safe to click it. It'll take you uh, to our Patreon page. You sign up at whatever level you can afford. Yep. Uh, give till it hurts. And uh, and then if you can, you know, we totally understand if you can't. This show's free for you anyway. Yeah. But, uh, but if you can't, maybe you can give us five stars. On one of your various and sundry uh, things, listening apps, the iTunes, the Stitchers, yeah. whatever, be fantastic. All of them, we if, always appreciate. It. If you're an enterprising person, <laughs> and uh, we thank you greatly. Thank you. Dan, yo, um. Le- the l- leadership of the atheist movement, the atheist movement. Yeah, not right? atheism. We don't. Uh, we're not a religion, so we no. don't have, uh, uh, you know, leadership in terms of our belief system or anything. Oh dear God, no, no. But there no. is a movement. There's a political movement there, to sort of safeguard we mm-hmm. atheists, the nuns, the whatever. Lot- Lots of groups, yeah, uh, all working on various levels of, of uh, you know people who work locally, people who have more of a national scope, you know, yeah, uh, and then of course you know you have uh, the, those great folks over at the the Fufurf, yeah, and uh, you know doing doing the Lord's work, sure, so to speak, yeah. Uh, the question becomes. Who is it that is, uh, do we need leadership? You know, we have, for the longest time, we had, we had that, you mentioned David Silverman at the top of the show. And he was sort of the de facto leader. Kind of. I mean, at very least, he was going out and he was appearing on Fox News and sort of staring down uh, back when, back when there was such a thing as Bill O'Reilly. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he's not a thing now either, is he? Appearing on that show and stuff. And I always, and you know, he's putting up controversial billboards, and then getting, and then getting press for it, and then yeah. going on the circuit and and doing the press junkets and whatever. And I always thought, hmm, this is of dubious value to our movement, <laughs> because usually it was like he'd just stir the shit pot yeah. and then yell at people and let them yell at him, and uh, and always I. I don't know. It it always seemed he I he was all, to my mind always like uh eh, not who I really wanted representing me. Fair enough, and I would agree with that. Yeah. Um and uh so but at the exact same time there I think there was value in him in, in sort of his activities. Right. I think there's value in he definitely like getting was it, made the it, word like, out there atheist. There was atheism, a visibility thing that you know? he was he was good at. And 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 I think that that, you know, the billboards as obnoxious as they can be at times um also though it's that like it's visibility, right? Yeah. And and th- th- there is value in that. I never was, you know, oh dear leader about him or anything but no he he didn't represent my brand and my brand and when he was fired uh from american atheist uh ostensibly for uh some some misconduct Mm -hmm. with uh with some ladies Mm -hmm. uh it it was no huge loss to me Mm. but uh, but it was a huge loss in the sense of like uh we you know we had someone who was working on uh visibility yeah 
and and you know the the work of american atheists as an organization presses forward yes uh they're they've definitely taken a different tack uh they're their new president, Nick Fish, I met at the American Atheist Convention mm -hmm. a few months back. Seems like a nice enough guy. I don't. I didn't really talk about the direction the organization is going. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the question becomes: leadership. Do we need it? Do we want it? And uh, and if we do, what do we want? I'm leery of of like leadership. Of the movement right like I know that like people need to like coordinate their efforts and I, I like the idea of like lots of groups working um, but I, I don't know like because we all are sort of you know because there is no singular cohesive thing it's just we all have accepted you know the non-existence of God yeah. right? that, um, that and there's not much more than that like, I feel kinship to other atheists. Um, I've never, f I've never felt like I belong to, um, outside of the thing what we've sort of created here at the podcast. I've never really felt like I belong to a community. Well, right. That's interesting. I guess I do feel. I mean, having since since you and I have gone out into the world and we've uh -huh. met people who listen to this show and we've met you know with group with atheist groups around the country and that sort of thing i do feel like there's a community but also i feel like there is a group of people who need protecting yeah there's a group of people who uh who are a, an increasing number of our of of our world uh-huh who are who aren't having a voice mm. and the and the the majority as you know in this country it's uh, Christians in other countries, it may be, uh, you know, Muslims or whatever. They have a huge voice, and our voice gets uh, drowned out or not heard. Mm. So it feels to me like I think we do need some some dynamic leaders. We need some people speaking for us hmm. out there in the world. The problem is those people, those types of people, tend not to be chosen. They tend to arise. Yeah. And uh, and it's sometimes it's sometimes it's great, you know, when uh, when when the civil rights movement, you know, when uh, Martin Luther King rose to the top, that that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think he was a very good leader. But you know, we've had some problematic ones in our in our little movement. We've had some people who you know, Sam Harris is a very well spoken guy. He's a very smart guy. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a few things, he, he rubs a bunch of people the wrong way. Yeah. And, you know, he, a lot of these people, you know, Richard Dawkins is a very smart man and a very, uh, a, a, you know, often very well-spoken guy. Yeah. But also, you know, he, somebody needs to take away his Twitter because he's ruining everybody's lives with his Twitter. <laughs> so it's just like, we, what we need... Is someone who's skilled at the politics of the thing. Yeah. Someone who is, uh, who I and God bless. I would so much love it if it were a woman, uh, mm. in in part just because then the likelihood of 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 there being a Me Too scandal is lower, <laughs> at least. <laughs> oh my God. Anywho, uh, but but I, regardless of who it is, it would be. I would want someone who I I do want someone. To step forward, who's able to he help the rest of... Because what we don't want is someone to get out there and say, the rest of this country, the Christian part of this country, are our enemies, and we're going to fight you tooth and nail. Hmm. What I want is someone who can get out there and say, this country's for everybody, we want you to feel comfortable, and we want us to feel comfortable, and let's find ways to make that happen. And I think that that's I I think that that's what's been missing. I don't feel like I've seen that in our in coming from our side of things. It's more like we always have a wartime uh, leader. Yeah, up till now, conciliary. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I mean, and and the problem the the problem is that it is a war, and we need people fighting that war because mm -hmm. right now because the other side's fighting us. Yeah, and they're fighting us very hard. Right. So we need people fighting the war, but in terms of our 
front person, in terms of our front people, the leaders, uh, the visible people, I don't think that's what we need. I don't think we need warriors in the visible positions. I think we need diplomats. Right. And I haven't seen it. I don't know I where mean, it is. Yeah. People who, people who can capture the imagination of, of people who aren't in our group yeah. and make them say, oh, that person's a good person and that person believes something that I don't believe. And that person's reasonable, and maybe I could listen to that person. Right. As opposed to, I reject you outright! Sort of thing. Yeah, I, I just don't know that I need a person for the movement to coalesce around. You know, or even just a small group of people. Like, I, I, I feel like the the groups that are doing their work can do their work and lead on specific issues and certain aspects of the overall movement uh we're seeing people leave religion in in huge numbers and it has nothing to do with any it didn't have anything to do really with david silverman or anybody who's like you know what i mean like yeah. people are coming to these realizations on their own i mean like i was texting with my niece who i don't i don't even know if she's atheist or not we didn't really get that far but she's left the mormon church okay right sure and she the the way she was taught i was like oh did you get your hands on the ces letter and you know so forth and so on and just like well what have you read and what and she's like i didn't i just kind of thought my my way out of it yeah right like this never made sense to me this never made sense to me and then i just kind of realized that it 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 yeah. No, it's it's bullshit. Right? Wait a minute. What if it's just not true? Right. And sometimes people just they just have a brain, right? And they just kind of think about it and stop caring about all the social pressures, right? And they, and they so they just leave the leave their churches and whatnot. And so we have these people who are who are falling out of religion, right? right. Now. And I just don't think that you know. Okay, so the the right might be always coming after us. I I just think that we all just have to be we're going to win the numbers game, right? In uh, in my mind. Eventually, you mean? Yeah. Okay, maybe. No, I think I think we will. I mean it, it, I mean the trend lines are certainly pointing uh in that direction, right? And sure. and I think that as long as again we have these groups that are working on the the issues of re real religious freedom uh which is also religion freedom from religion um and working toward a a secular you know society where our government works in in you know in 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 ways that recognize you know that non-religion right right <laughs> well and that's like, like as long as we're we we are working on that and and, and we have groups working on that I don't need a leader. I don't. I don't want a leader. It feels icky to me. That feels like what I left was having a leader, right? Yeah. I just think. That, I think that leaders. Uh, leaders. Maybe we, we need a different word. But I think that mouthpieces, having having good people out there, articulating uh, important messaging. Yeah, is really important. Oh, fantastic. But that could be a series of people. That could sure. Be, like I. I think it's dangerous for any movement especially like this one that is so disjointed, right? Yeah. That is so, um, again, singular in, 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 in what the one thing that keeps us all together is that we don't believe in God, right? And yeah. so it's and like, that's, that's not that's much. not a lot to hold us all together. So I think, I think it needs to be a series of people, a collection of people who, who come around, say their piece at the right time and uh, lead their corner that's great, right? But I don't need a leader. I just, yeah. What? Why? Yeah. Right? And so the fact that there was this David Silverman guy who had was sort of this de facto character because he was getting on Fox News and he was getting press and media, like, okay, cool. I feel weird about that. And I just feel like the next person would be somebody that I feel weird about again. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think it's interesting. I think you approached me with this topic. Uh, I don't even think you're aware that Dave Silverman's like in the middle of a firestorm right now. Are you even aware of that fact? Uh, a little bit. 
that's kind of why okay. it hit my radar. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, the, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with leaders, the problem with, you know, having a, a, a focal point is that if there's anything wrong with that person, mm -hmm. it reflects on everybody. Yeah, exactly. And that's madness. Yeah. So, yeah, I see your point. I definitely see your point. Uh, there you go. <laughs> if you guys uh, have anything you'd like to add to all of this, feel free. We'd love to hear from you. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is the email address. Uh, call. Leave us a voicemail message. Yeah, we love we that. Lo uh, the telephone number is 424-666-8442. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click on the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Request to join. It is a closed group, uh, but we will let you in. Also, uh, find us on Twitter at TGIA Atheist. Indeed. Uh, hey, speaking of all of those uh, the social media, uh, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her amazing work on the Facebook page. Thanks to Amy and Danny for their work moderating the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music, and also to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank all of you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. <laughs>